I think I've said this before, but I really like that tie. Oh, oh thank you. It's the Oh, thank you, thank you. Very cool. I cannot remember how I acquired this. Hello. R- Rashomon. Is that how you Rashomon. say it? That's how I'm saying it. <laughs> cool. Uh, Claire, mm. where did you get that from? Yeah. I don't Why? know. I think it was in a book I was reading and someone said something about it. What did the Rashomon effect. Oh. And I wondered what that was, and then it turned out it was this film that apparently is really famous that I've just never heard oh. of. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and so I thought I'd suggest it for us to watch. Okay. And that was all I knew about it before we watched it. Good stuff. So what did we all Except think? Acceptable reasons. Yeah. Yeah. What did we think? Yeah. What, what did everyone think of it? I liked it. It was a good film. It was challenging it was uncomfortable and heavy but I liked it I thought mm. it was really well made okay. what about you guys I don't think I cared for it okay but you're not sure if I'm to go by my feelings during the film and after the film I didn't like it Okay. But before the film, he before loved it. the film, <laughs> I was against it from the beginning, <laughs> which may have prejudiced me. Okay. <laughs> Why were you against it from the beginning? Because the nineteen fifties black and white Japanese film, <laughs> not my cup of tea, and I was like, this is going to be really boring. <laughs> Maybe it'll be great, but I'm sure it's yeah. going to be boring. And then I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> a couple of bits, I was like, okay, okay, this is interesting. Didn't expect this, right? Okay, yeah. interesting. I'm bored. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, okay. Fernando. Uh, I enjoyed the interesting twists, or at least to me it was interesting to see that it was not just about one version, but multiple versions of the truth, and I thought that was cool. Mm. I now remember that I did take notes this time, I was like, oh, this is so interesting, but I have them in Vim in my computer, and so I cannot access them. (laughs) Alas. Um, I'm remembering some of my notes. Uh, The first one was... Everyone is so fit. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> one was yeah, running up hills at like mm-hmm. blistering speed. Doing all right, aren't they? You so, keep yeah, the second one was. It's interesting that the woman feels sorry for her husband. Says that it must have been hard for him <laughs> when yeah. it was probably hard for her to yeah. be raped. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm, those are the only two notes that I remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Claire? Hmm. Yeah. It was very intense. Yeah. I did feel quite beaten up by it. Um, Sure. I don't know if I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I think like Laura, I was a bit bored in points just because things are a bit slower. Mm. So, right, okay, they're still walking. Can they just get to the place now? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think it... It was worth watching. I think it was interesting. In yeah, parts. I would say that as well. It was worth watching. It was a well-made mm. film. Mm. Not for me, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, not my typical. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <I'm tired>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did get frustrated a lot of the times. Yeah, it took a long time to say yeah. things that I felt like I got the gist of what they were saying and for some reason I just want them to hurry up with it it was about what they weren't saying (laughs) oh my god it was about what they said with their eyes and with the way they acted and the way they the way it was all constructed Laura isn't a fan of uh, German impressionism so (laughs) perhaps it's to be to be expected that she was. <laughs> I just like three times watching this. I thought, oh, that's an interesting camera angle. Oh, that's this has been going on for a long time. And I just had your voice in my head saying, I'm just not a fan of the whole German impression. Sort of thing. <laughs> and this that? was just, you, you said that about um, Nosferatu, oh. <laughs> just sort of all of this 
like nothing happening for a minute or so and it all being in moody black and white and but I was just loving it mm. it it was good yeah I can I can imagine you liking it if I had to put money on the one person <laughs> yeah. around this table who was going to enjoy that, right. it would have been same. Mm-hmm. And yet I don't think I'd have picked it based on what I imagine the synopsis or the discussion around it might have been. It, it was the actual story, like the number of characters and stuff was so stripped down and minimal. Mm. Um, and I thought it was really good. But it, yeah, it was... Uh, it was not not necessarily something that would have appealed to me. This sort of gruesome crime thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought they. One of the notes was just a movie that it's so epic that it had to be restored by the Academy of Film part of Tokyo, Japan. Then I'd have watched it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Was it epic? No. No. It was epic in the sense of being totally wicked. <laughs> For the tape, Michael tried to do the clicky finger thing that Ali G used to do. They know People what in I the was 90s doing. Used to do. But you might not have picked up on it because the mics aren't that good. <laughs> I just did it perfectly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I I liked it. I, I thought it was promising when I when I downloaded the version. It had two different types of subtitles mm-hmm. provided by two different like classic film academies. I thought this this is a special film somehow, isn't it? This this is either like an art lovers film that I'm not going to get anything out of, or it's going to be somehow amazing. <laughs> I think it might have been a bit of both. So what what thoughts did you have watching it, Laura? Let me think. Well, so you won't like this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but I did. I cheated a bit because I was curious that when I saw that the chapter titles, because I clicked on it, gave like a the bandit thing. Oh! I sort of scrolled along to see what they were. I see. So I was intrigued throughout to see the wife. And then at the end, the baby. And I was like, what baby? <laughs> and then at the end, when it came to it, I was still like, what baby? <laughs> Where did that baby come from? Yeah. Why yeah. is there a baby now? <laughs> oh, so, so I didn't look at the chapter titles. Mm-hmm. What they, they were named after characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay. That's for each of their stories. Yeah, it was for each of their okay. stories. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, and so there would have been like four different... Yeah, something like that. Chapters, and then the one that's just the baby. Mm. Which, for us watching it, was very different, but when you put it like that, it's like that was the fifth story or something. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) So you jumped ahead because you wanted to know who the baby was. I didn't jump... No, no, I didn't jump ahead. I just knew that at some point there would be a baby. Oh, you flicked through the names of the chapters. Yeah, just the names yeah, of the chapters. Okay. I didn't like skip through the film. Yeah, oh, that's not even. Well, that's I don't nothing, object In a way, that's like reading a book and knowing how big the book is because you've got the pages <laughs> in your hand. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's curious as a an extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the baby was very out of the blue. <laughs> I think even if I'd known there was going to be a baby. Not sure I'd have predicted it would have turned up like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of like, oh, he's adopting the baby. That's nice. (laughs) So, oh, good. I'm glad we don't bother with child services or anything (laughs) like that. We'll just skip straight to eighth child. That'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the old days. You want the baby? You can have the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Not my baby. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose we should be grateful the baby didn't get brought up by the priest and some religious context that it didn't have a choice about. Yeah, we are. I'm sure the woodcutter will be... Brought up in a woodcutting context that doesn't have any choice about. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, but at least, you know, it won't be indoctrinated. Maybe it will be about woodcutting. (laughs) Woodcutting. We brainwashed. (laughs) Mm. Mm. So I guess if I had a moment like that, it was the opening credits 
where they told you who the main characters were. It's like, yeah, what did it say? Tajibaru, the bandit. Mm. And then whoever, you know, the lady and whoever, the samurai. I was like, oh, it's one of those. Because <laughs> I, I had just seen like a, a, when I looked it up to, to download the film, it had said something like um, an unsolved crime, a rape and a murder, but the different witnesses have different stories. And I immediately thought, this is a modern day thing. Oh, okay. oh isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I've watched two films by Akira Kurosawa before and they were both about samurai and stuff. But this one's going to be set in the modern day, and then I turn it on. There's this huge broken shrine, <laughs> and it says the samurai played by. <laughs> cool, it's another samurai film. I'm in. <laughs> cool. Mm. So we heard lots of different versions yes. yeah. of the same story. Yes, we did. Are any of them true? Is there any truth in any of them? I spent a long time trying to... I, I think they wanted us to play the detective and try to work mm. out what really happened. Does anyone have any thoughts? Well, the four different versions, What? which one was true? Well, as in, none of them are 100% true. Okay. But I thought that I would believe a combination of um, the bandit and the wife. Because they somehow over listened. Yeah. They had they, they had some coincidences, and perhaps it, it was not a perfect description of the same event. But I thought, hmm, I guess, I guess these two somehow coincide. It must be true. <laughs> oh, so, what parts coincided between the bandit's story and the wife's story? That the the bandit said that the wife asked him to kill him. Well, I guess not really to kill him, but I uh, fight him. Yes. Yeah, I said one of you. And then. I think the wife also said that she somebody, asked them to duel. Yeah. Uh huh. The wife said. Oh, that. the wife asked them. Wait, yes, I think I think the wife said asked them to duel, and then the bandit also said that it was her who asked him to kill. What did the woodcutter say again? That. What did oh he no, say? I don't remember if the wife asked actually asked them to duel. I'm remembering the woodcutter's version. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so the the, the woodcutters. Oh yeah, version, the wood- she, she she got mad at them, them and called yeah. them wimps and says you have to yeah. fight for me with the sword. Yes, that was the first one where, she, and the final one, that was the only one where she suddenly took control somehow. Yeah, yeah. and she was playing them off against each other in this really odd, curious way. Um, but we did have in the first one even. She was sort of weeping and she said that she felt ashamed mm. and said, one of you has to die because... Mm. And that yeah. resulted in them dueling. Mm-hmm. Um, which even the the third one, um, which was the husband speaking the through medium. the medium, yeah. um, she she did the same thing, but it was more... She fell in love with the bandit and demanded that mm-hmm. he kill her husband. I believe that um, one. <laughs> okay. Seems seems <laughs> legit. The dead, the dead don't lie. <laughs> also it ties in with the bandit's version where she stopped fighting and just dropped her knife mm. and then swooned as he The bandit's it. version, yeah. yeah. And you know and obviously fell in love with a man that was trying to rape her as happens. Mm. So this did you see that as the bandit's fantasy or boast yeah yeah, I, yeah so that for me I'm watching the bandit story at some point I've got a note that says how do we know this knife fight happened and then like then that kiss happened and it was like alright so this is all made up <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, that was the, the bandit's version yeah yeah I went the other way with that I think that the bandit's version is one of the most likely Oh, so you're with Fernando on this. Um, I'm actually not aware yet. Fernando said that the the bandit, as backed up by the wife, Mm. is the one to go for. I'm saying that the bandit is the most likely, partly because it's backed up by um, the woodcutter. So um, one thing that we don't quite get, both of those feature her make... her, Her... well, so yeah, we saw this thing where she drops the knife and sort of embraces 
such an uncomfortable watch. The, well, the whole thing was a very uncomfortable watch. But I was when I was watching that because we we had several bits where the camera was sort of staring directly at her, and you could see her calculating. And I think, for example, when when the bandit first brought her to see her husband tied up, she didn't start wailing or start run away or anything. She just stood there completely frozen, thinking. And I think she decided that the best way she could save her own life and maybe her husband's life was to try to play the bandit off. And, and indeed, she managed to convince him that she had, like, somehow fallen for him and therefore convinced him to untie her husband and give mm. him a sword when her husband was a trained samurai and mm. yeah, if she had just uh, just the way it kept focusing right on her face and she there was such sort of intelligence and thought in her face it didn't seem to me like the bandit's crazy uh, fantasy it seemed like her strategy to try and get them to, to to try and give her husband a chance to fight, and then when they were fighting, she ran away in in the bandits version, um, which again was probably the the most rational thing for her to do, um, and I really liked that, and and that sort of was backed up by yeah by the the woodcutter mm. right who who had it. It definitely had that scene a little different mm. with her calling them both weak and denouncing them, but, but still basically inciting them to fight against each other. Um, and I thought that was a, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he might be onto something, though. Mm. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> so that, that was my thought with her dropping the knife and, and <clears throat> embracing him. Okay. Um, but that wasn't as strong as the third one, the the one through the medium, yeah, where where she completely fell in love with him. Um, but this was the the terribly upset husband's uh, story, if we indeed believe that he communicated through a medium, um, which I'm also in feel like I could believe. Yeah. I think we're yeah. Are we supposed to believe that? Are we an audience in the fifties? We believe that that could happen, or I don't know. No, I think it's just part of Japan's mythology. Okay, mm, maybe. I'm saying. <laughs> you said it with such confidence, <laughs> and how you... even I, if we I, don't I believe, believe that it. that could happen in the real world, we could maybe watch this and believe that they believed it. What? Oh, we could yeah. So that's one thing we could believe that they believed it, mm. and that's important. And the other thing is we could believe that this is a, a world of fantasy where you can communicate with the dead genuinely. Mm. And it had some features in there that that sort of backed up a couple of other stories, which I found quite interesting. So I, there's a, a part of me does want to to believe that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not that that was the most truthful story, but that was that that is what maybe the the spirit of this husband who had sort of lost his senses a bit and gone mad with strange jealousy or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Mm. Were there more fantasy elements than a medium? Sorry? Were there more fantasy elements than a medium? Or things that might have belonged mm. in a fantasy ah. too? Magic baby? Magic baby? Magic well, baby? Magic amulet? Yeah, Magic I seem to be amulet. saying it had been abandoned there. The amulet? The amulet that they left with the baby to protect it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But again, I think that people in both China and Japan have... Amulets for luck, mm. charms for yeah. luck. Vanishing dagger. Nah, the woodcutter took it. Uh, I don't think he did. I, didn't he almost confess to having stolen the dagger? Yeah, I think so. Did he? He he so nearly did. He, did. he looked very guilty about it. He looked shifty through the whole thing. Yeah, so the... no wonder because he was hiding the dagger. <laughs> 
the scavenger was demanding of the woodcutter and demanded, oh, where did, where did that knife disappear to, eh? And he just said something like, I didn't want to get involved. Exactly. Stop talking to So I think he's pinched it. No. No? Oh, what happened? It Vanishing vanished. knife. Vanishing <laughs> knife. <laughs> I mean... Why not? Even if he did not see a lane, could have just been lost in the woods. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard for it to go missing, would it? But that would catch I don't think it existed. I don't think... <gasps> we only see that fight, dagger fight, between her and him in the bandit's version. And the mm. bandit didn't collect the knife at the end. If he'd had a massive fight with someone who'd used this encrusted dagger, surely you'd go and find the dagger afterwards. And no one else mentioned it. Mm. All the other stories started after that. Mm. After the fight. Um, and did the wife say- story have the dagger in it? Maybe. Yeah, the, the wife said that she had she- killed her husband with no, it. No, no, the wife said that she fainted yeah. and her husband killed himself with it. Oh, oh did, yeah. Uh, wasn't she holding the knife and she fainted? Oh. The husband was tied up. He had his hands behind his back, didn't he? What's he? I, I thought the idea... Oh, no, she had cut him free with the knife, hadn't she? And he was sitting yes. there motionless. But, yeah, she was, she was holding the knife and she fainted. And when she woke up, he had the knife through him and he was dead. Mm. I took that as her admitting to having... Mm. Killed him during that, but yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She doesn't say, does she? Mm. Maybe it was the husband killed himself. And that is not what the husband was was saying <laughs> through the media. <laughs> he didn't seem to be a, a fan of having died. But... So we have a knife. Just to let's let's get the murder scene. Mm. The vanishing knife, the magical amulet. Comes in later, but it it's later. important. Sword. Anything else? These are your supernatural elements. No, these are the... Oh, the oh, I'm laying at the crime scene. Okay. Yeah, we got the, the important objects of the film. Yeah. Uh, they made a big deal of her hat. Hat. Left behind. Yep. And his trampled hat. That only came up once, didn't it? Yeah, okay. I'll oh, yeah, that. what else did the woodcutter say he found in the beginning? There was something else. Yeah, there was something else. Mm. Mm. See, he, he should have been the reliable witness, shouldn't he? It should yeah. have been, like, he had nothing to do with any of it. Yeah. If yeah. he had oh. seen it, you should have been able to just trust him. But the, clearly not. And that's why I mostly do trust him. Sorry, the second last chapter title is something like The Truth at Last? Oh. Question mark? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, so he did at least present it as none of those three are quite right. Here's what really mm. happened. But yeah, I I don't know as well. Mm. One thing that made it more believable was the... Um, it was so much dirtier, the final version, his, his the woodcutter's version. The way they were fighting was not like people fight in a film. Mm. It was like amateurs fight. And that... The way I think he had, even if he thought he was telling the truth, I think he'd overdone it in his head. Um, the way that the wife absolutely scolded them was laughing in this manic way was was really over the top. And I, they had done a lot of subtle acting through the film, so I don't think it was just mm. just bad acting. Um, and the way they, one of them charged at each other. And they both got spooked and just ran to completely opposite ends of the cops. That I couldn't quite believe it of a samurai and a bandit. But yeah, but definitely the the feeling that it wasn't a great choreographed fight. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a madman and someone who'd been tied up for hours, mm-hmm. both fighting to the death um, in this terrified way. I thought that was a an interesting one. I, yeah, that, that seemed to me to to make it more believable. And I think the the wife and the husband, the two, the second and third stories, I think they were also true in a an analogous sense. <laughs> I don't think they were literally true, but I think there was a lot of truth in them. And I think there was a lot that we could take from them. <laughs> so 
cannibalism. It's the semiotic spoon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just spoon up some semiotics. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Coming in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stop this now. Why would you put a big spoon like this on the table? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, in her story, she felt that she had killed him or something like that, but she hadn't meant to. And I think that was her, we must say, misguided shame mm. at having been having been with another man, mm. um, which we saw in the first one. And in some really weird way, in the last one, we saw her, how she felt ashamed and felt as if she was mm. causing her husband to suffer. And I don't think she then killed him, but I think especially after she played this gambit maybe to, to get the the bandits to mm. fight with her husband, which resulted in her husband's death. Maybe she felt like she had killed him. Um, and so maybe she constructed this story which involved her literally killing him. Mm. Um, so I thought there was a lot of truth in that. and It told us a lot about her. Um, and the third one, it told us a lot about, about him, about the husband, about his just as misguided... Um, I think because this was backed up by by one of them. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So in the last three, all apart from the the bandit story, had her husband finally hating her and staring at her with with anger or whatever. Um, and I think that was revealed most firmly in his testimony through the medium. Mm. Um, so I thought those two were quite interesting <clears throat> ways to explore their feelings, mm. even if they didn't tell us much about what really happened. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Do you think? Yeah. Cool. This is quite Austin a well-crafted film. It was great, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> I, I liked it at the time, but I'm, I'm feeling like I'm, a lot of this is falling into place as I'm talking about it. Yeah, you definitely got a lot more out of this than really good. <laughs> okay. Uh. New theory. Right. The bandit and the lady are the parents of the baby, and the woodcutter is also involved. I really want to tie up this loose end of this baby. Can I offer something to yes. tie yes, loose end of the baby? Yes. <laughs> I do want to know. <laughs> and this is a maybe a thread you can pull on, I'm not quite okay. sure. But throughout the, the film, everything's been told through these three storytellers. Mm -hmm. We've had the woodcutter, the priest, and who I'm calling the scavenger. Mm -hmm. um, so like it's called person. the commoner. In the... Yeah. Commoner, okay, mm -hmm. right, the commoner. Um, so the commoner is very uh, hard-hearted and... Mm. Uh, cynical and like is not willing to engage with anything yeah. whereas the woodcutter and the priest have I don't know whether they were supposed to have met just that day or met just because of this crime that had happened but they seem to have some real connection and they both wanted to see the best in the world um, they, they met both... because of the ring because of the ring Oh yeah, okay, no, but, but no, they both had some connection to this story, didn't they? The woodcutter had seen the murder, and yes. he had seen the woman. In earlier my brain, in the day. it's because it, they had to shelter from the rain. The the woman went to the priest's <laughs> convent or whatever um, for yeah. when she ran away. So I take it the priest brought her. To the yeah. So I think we saw the woodcutter and the priest sitting together in the background during some of the testimony. Yeah. Didn't Which we? is a terrible way to take police statements, just for the record, <laughs> with an audience uh, of other witnesses. Oh, there's a thought. Was it the police statements? I thought it was a trial. I thought it was a trial as well. It seemed very rapid. It was like three days after it happened, was it not? I don't know if that's how they did it in those mm. days. And they still had the the bandit was still tied up by the person that caught him. I suppose so. You'd think the police would have tied him yeah. up in their own mm. ropes by then. Yeah. Maybe it was the police. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um hmm. yeah, we had these three all talking and that's how we that was the, the frame story around this whole thing. Yeah. Um 
the woodcutter, the priest, and the scavenger represented the husband, the wife, and Tajimari. The yes! <laughs> right? Yep. There's these two that are very, very sort of close together somehow and somehow mm-hmm. are, they're, they're optimists and they, they're just happy. And you have the scavenger who's always laughing, who's doesn't care who lives or dies, mm. all of that. We had the woodcutter very much tied together with... Um, oh, no, sorry. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what... You're doing well, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so the, the woodcutter seemed to feel for the woman, mm-hmm. as did the priest, um, whereas the scavenger just didn't care at all, the, the commoner. Mm-hmm. And when there's a baby at the end... I, I don't know whether, for me, what I was... I, I've written the conclusion of the film at the bottom with a big question mark. Is the conclusion something like hope can triumph over over cynicism? Because we've had the whole mm-hmm. film, this dreadful thing that's happened, and whatever way you look at it, it was a really horrible crime. And every single... Every story we hear gives us some new reason mm-hmm. to doubt humanity and feel that everyone's terrible. And that was the the commoner's assertion at the end that everyone's just terrible, um, just live with it. And he he runs off after stealing the baby's cloak, um, a very sort of bandit like thing to do. And then finally, the the priest and the woodcutter have both been despairing for mankind through this one act of kindness, which is saying, "I'll take this child." That changed that that made them so happy and really ended the film on a happy note and I don't know if that was them saying all of these bad things have happened, and these people have even experienced these bad things happening, but they can still choose to do the right thing and and help someone else um some future person that's nice um and that was what I got. Or the baby <laughs> is the baby of the woman and the bandit. And it's actually not happening three days later. It's nine months later. Oh. And all the time. We don't know that. It's a non-linear Why? narrative. Yeah, so, maybe. This is the future. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, there's not enough. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Sorry, I'm, I'm stamping on your cool idea. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we could mm. be that. <laughs> Yeah. Leave it with me. Mm. So I'm wondering, in your case, is the husband analogous to the priest? Because we I see so. we see the, the woodcutter take the child as as, as a woman would mm. in a maternal mm. stereotypical way. And therefore does a priest's restoration of faith in humanity at the end contrast with the man being dead and in this hell where he just hates everyone and he hates his wife and Hmm. everything's terrible and he's lost that faith in humanity yeah and they're like two sides of the same coin i think that's that's perfect yeah and we even see the priest gets the chance the priest is almost the husband because when the woodcutter goes to take the baby, mm-hmm. the priest says, what, are you trying to steal the one thing he's got left? Suspecting the woodcutter with no reason to suspect him or or dislike him, or the, except that mm. you distrust people in the world just as the husband distrusted his wife um, for whatever reason, mm. having having seen her obviously being raped against her will. Um unless there was this weird act that the husband fell for as well. Um, but whereas the husband, yeah, utterly turned against her, the priest opened up his heart and realised it was okay. Hmm. But are we not left just a little bit with the question of whether this woodcutter stole the knife for his own ends? And maybe he was a bit rotten after all. I think the point is that he's still good after all, even if he did something that was rotten. Okay, he's still willing to. Yeah, like even people who do rubbish things can do good things as well. Hmm. I like that. 
think he took the knife. In which case, he's just a saint, isn't he? <laughs> Done nothing wrong except lie about. He wouldn't. He was so upset through the whole film. He was so obviously feeling guilty about something. Uh, I think it can only have been the knife. Hmm. Just as, but just, just as the woman felt guilty about having been with another man. Yeah. Um, it was something that we should forgive them for. Forgive is the right word. It's definitely not an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Something we shouldn't hold against them. Yeah. So one thing I thought was interesting, I, this isn't related, but it's just occurred to me as a thought, mm. was that both the, the husband and the bandit saw her as particularly beautiful when she was with someone else. Mm. So the bandit saw her and said, oh, she's oh, like yeah. an angel, she's the most perfect. Mm. And it was when she had, like, gone over to the bandit side that the husband saw how beautiful she looked. In the husband's story. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think oh. I think there's that sort of jaded, like, everyone's got something I want, what I don't have yeah. sort of attitude throughout in those characters. Oh, isn't that horrible? She, the, the, um, the time that they see her as as in any way good or desirable is is when mm. is when, when she belongs to someone be- else. Belongs to someone else. Yeah. I really found her character interesting, and I didn't really at all, or at least not much, until the woodcutter's story. She was uh, actually that's not true. Yeah, she she had this. She didn't react how I would expect her to react or how other characters were reacting to things. She had emotions, but it wasn't clear which emotion she was putting on and how much she was, what she was thinking all the time. It was fascinating watching her um, with her weird eyebrows. Yeah, I think that says a lot for how we interpret expressions. That with her weird eyebrows, you couldn't tell what she was thinking half the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't look surprised. Or uh, well, she just constantly looks surprised. <laughs> um, but then, particularly interesting in her her enormous speech where she, yeah, told them both off. It was I could I could watch this film again definitely, mm. and still I could watch it another ten times and not and still see new things. I think that there, there seemed to be a lot of a lot of stuff to think about, a lot of layers and stuff. But one thing that I'd want to try and figure out is is her character and what she was thinking and any thoughts did you find her interesting to watch I did find her interesting to watch I found her quite interesting the whole way through just mm. I don't know yeah we don't know who she is at all I suppose no that's it mm. she's just a lady mm. I did not think it was which was particularly interesting to watch. But I do have certain points, I guess, that relate to some things that you've said mm. uh, about the acting. I thought the acting was more uh, in play, would be more in play in a theater than in a cinema. Maybe because mm. it was just so old. Maybe when people started doing films, they were like, oh, maybe I have to act in the same way that I act in theatre. This is something people talk about with early films, right? That people acted in the way you need to act on stage, which is really big and over the top, so that people at the back of the theatre can see you. Whereas when you've got a camera right here in your face, you can afford to be a lot more subtle. Is is that what you meant? Yes, so the the rough fight that the samurai and the bandit had in the thing, the woodcutter's version... Mm. It was just poor acting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, With a shaking, shaking sword. I'm nervous. Yeah. I thought it was way over the top. And yeah, I I think p- part of that must be what you're talking about. And then I really like your interpretation of the hope after... Hope can triumph over cynicism. Yes, except yeah. when I watched the film, I was like, these are two unrelated things and... Yeah, a baby that randomly appeared. <laughs> and then it is a weird one, isn't it? This baby's just here. Um, 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so if we're if we're doing more semiotics it, it has Plot device baby. <laughs> well a baby is new life, isn't it? A baby oh, is a fresh start and yeah. the next generation. Uh, mm. um, just in the same way then well, I think that we should think of babies and children ooh, as all adults, uh, as in they can take equally, as in the, the, the type of the yes type of decisions that they can make are probably the same as ours, and perhaps an adult can take more complex decisions, but at their age, they're also maybe doing. They're yes, equally, it's all equally, uh-huh, equally complex decisions to them, mm-hmm. I think. The babies. Uh, children. Children, least. yeah. Um, so I don't really like thinking of babies as um, mm. Mm, new hope for mm. uh, humanity because they soon will be a child and a child is just an adult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, babies just love the potato one. <laughs> They are animated potatoes. Um, they're vulnerable, though, hmm. and I think how they you are, yes. react... we're all vulnerable. That's true. Babies so, are more vulnerable. Yeah, I think on a scale of one to the baby, elements, and we're like a, yeah. Mm. Emotionally, though, I'm still a baby. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, I'm interrupting everyone. Stop. And they say they often say a measure of a person is how you behave around someone you have control over or power over Mm. and so maybe that was a device to to show Mm. us how these people would react in the position of ultimate power so where the commoner just nicks the stuff because he can do what he likes Mm. because it's a baby so what is the measure of the way that you behave in your sort of how you treat someone who works for you or is serving you yes but a measure of what Measure of how good a person you are. Oh. So it's not like how you treat your superiors or your equals. But it's how, how you treat your pets? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And your lumps of potato. Oh, maybe tell something about me that I do not have any pets. <laughs> <laughs> but would you be nice to them? Yes. See? Mm. Well, I would try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe that was just the yeah, their way of like <clears throat> just sort of crystallising that and being like, people do bad things, people do good things, people misinterpret people's actions and think they're still in the baby's last show. Yeah, but actually, he was just trying to give them a home. Hmm. So maybe our baby wasn't that insane a device at the end. I can see that. Maybe. Yeah. Don't know. Hmm. Trying to make make up reasons. Makes sense as a plot device. Yeah. Does it make sense as a... No. What? That could happen in real life, in the film hmm. setting. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how device. people around here get killed all the time and oh, people, whoever it was, probably just abandoned their children. Mm-hmm. Um. That makes sense. Hmm. hmm. I know why I don't trust the woodcutter. Why? Oh, right. Because, he, well, yes, he's a proven liar. <laughs> <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> Stole a baby. Strike two. Okay, so it, his, his, the camera is still following all of the individuals in the story. So, hmm. But he's telling the story, so he's still imagining the perspective. So it's a work of imagination. You know, we're not getting him in the woods observing it all happening. No. We're, we're still going right back to each person's individual perspective with the camera as it's all playing out yeah. and happening. Mm-hmm. We're getting his impression of it, aren't people. we? Or, or at least yes, what but, he but claims that, is well, his it's impression. consistent with the other stories, which were lies. I take as lies. Or not true. Untruth. Mm-hmm. Is that they have this imagination of... of of, with the cat, of pers- you know, they're imagining how other people are reacting to things. You know? Sorry, come again. Right. So, the the every story obviously has the camera movement, so that we're getting each person's perspective because we're still looking at the people opposite them and so on, and we're the yeah. cameras moving around between people, people's emotions, they're describing mm-hmm. all these things that different happened, and 
the woodcutters is the exact same. I thought I had something there. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, if it was the truth, I think we'd get it from a... From entirely his perspective, but we don't. Where he's still imagining the other people's. Yeah, uh, you mean so he's sort of filling in the blanks, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's saying, and I was there, and this guy looked furious, and well, it's getting so much detail that he wouldn't have seen if he was yeah. observing from a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. But we're getting all this detail from the camera, from the visual. Yes. Yeah, we're getting what he reckons, aren't yes. we? Maybe not what happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I reckon that maybe accounts for yeah, I we don't know quite what this what this speech was that the woman made mm. telling them both they were so weak. But I think it can't have been as dramatic as that, but because he was so frightened and so um all of this he he built it up more and Yeah. Yeah, so it, so you're saying when the director shows us the fourth story mm. if the director was trying to show us this is what really happened it would have all been from like one shot in the well, something like that would have had less detail maybe but maybe the fact not. that the fact that it showed us stuff that he couldn't possibly know mm. shows us that it was just what mm. he was claiming and may not have been true mm. yeah that's good mm. So this, I believe, is what people call the Rashomon effect. The unreliability of witness testimony. Can you elaborate? No, because I didn't read into it much. But it's basically that, yeah, three, four different people can see the same thing and I'll tell you a different story. Mm. Mm. Um, And therefore, yeah, witness testimony is useless in Mm. a criminal trial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But may have some limited use if you get four different people, because we can try and figure out what they agree on. But yeah, certainly um, you can't take it as true. Yeah, I think certainly the 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 point in the film wasn't that you would be able to work out the truth. It was that there were four different truths. Yeah. There were four different stories about what happened, mm-hmm. and that's just what there is now. Yeah, okay. Um, and so, yeah, we can try and piece together what happened, but we've just got four people's stories about what happened. Three people's stories. One Three of them was through a major... So, yeah, that, I think that's what it was referring to when I saw it come up in my book. was Let's about see. this. Like, yeah. Not being able to reliably interpret things. Awesome. And that's certainly is, what we got. Yeah. And where the woodcutter should have been this independent witness who could just tell us what happened. Yeah, he got caught up in it emotionally, sort of mm. exaggerated parts, added details he couldn't possibly know. Um, Maybe just as unreliable as the people who were actually involved. Yeah. 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 And maybe he had had his own reason to conceal information yeah like he stole the knife he didn't steal that <laughs> but maybe he didn't so, so the baby stole the knife the baby <laughs> is the, baby the knife, knife. <laughs> <laughs> he took the, the baby's baby. the uncut gem <laughs> there we go who was the Rashomon <laughs> that was my last question <laughs> do we know what Rashomon don't means don't know what that means no. Fernando you're Japanese no uh so I have written here there was no dagger in speech marks. Mm. And so I've also... Oh, oh, I've drawn a mirror plane. Oh. I was like, what's that dotted line? Um, so there was no dagger. Okay. There was a dagger in every story. And then, yeah, at some point, I think the woodcutter says, there was no dagger. He was killed by a sword. Um. Really vehemently. Oh. Mm-hmm. So was that a lie to cover the fact that he stole yeah. the dagger, yeah, so even he's... though everyone else corroborated the dagger? Oh, so was his the only one where so. there was no dagger in the oh, whole scene? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But there was somewhere, wasn't there? He just left it out. <laughs> oh, he's so such a liar! Dagger. All three of them say there was a dagger. Dagger, he's had the dagger. Oh, that's great. 
I cannot find the word, the meaning of the word Rashomon. Okay. Oh, wait, no, here we go. It was the big south gate of ancient ancient Kyoto city in the Heian period. Oh, is that where they're the gate they're standing under? Oh. Yeah, probably. This collapsed gate. Yeah, that okay. they're burning. So, apparently, since we're in symbolism, mm. there has been a lot written about the symbolism in this film. Oh, has there? Oh, no. And I had a brief look on, like, cheatyourgrades.com or whatever. Yeah. Of you, yeah, some kind of spark notes thing. So the forest is a symbol for mystery and clouded judgment and mm. not being able to see things clearly and stuff. And the, the gate sure. is disintegrating society. Oh. Um, yeah. And the, uh, the, the commoners tearing it down even more and burning it or something. And there were other things. The woodcutters trying to tend the forest and see the truth or something. Mm. Um, I don't know. I I like our version of symbolism where it like doesn't the try the to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's something about the sun as well. So apparently this Ooh. is a thing. The director never points the camera directly at the sun. Apparently this is his thing. But at the start of this, he does. Yeah. And apparently that's supposed to be like us looking directly at the sun and having our vision obscured mm. somehow because we've looked directly at the sun. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Baby's a knife. Yeah. I <laughs> Baby's a knife. Um, I, I'm, I'm somewhere with the, the, the gate being a sort of collapsing society. Okay. Uh, it was the... I've, I wrote it down as the first thing I wrote. What a, what a first shot. Mm-hmm. Um, this incredible gate, mm-hmm. but half collapsed. I just thought, what's happened here? I thought there was going to be a story about war or... Oh, it is a war. A fire or something. Yeah, yeah. well, it's... It's good versus evil, Michael. It's the biggest <laughs> war there is. It, it couldn't be a better motif. Um, yeah. Uh, for... <laughs> bringing out all the terms today. <laughs> for what was going on there. Yeah, just... Immediate start of the film. Look at this enormous gate that's falling, that's crumbling, that's falling to pieces. Brilliant. And the first few minutes were just like, "What is this? Where are they? Who are they? What are they talking about?" Mm. I love how they just built up, gradually built up the information we had access to. Yeah, I did find it really gripping, mm. like that introduction with him just muttering to himself, mm. "Like, why did mm. this happen?" Why did what happen? Yeah. What's going on? And they didn't overdo it, though. They mm. could have overdone Maybe you think they overdid it. No. Okay. Mm. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> good music, I'm going to say. It did have good music. I know it's that. But sort of basic music. I've forgotten what it sounded like now, but at the time... I, I thought was some like, of it It was just like building up and building up and building up. I thought it all was a, inspired by... Ravel's Bolero. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it had these sort of high lingering notes that built tension. I thought it was inspired by the Jungle Book. Oh, that we're in. Okay. Because <laughs> <gasps> when they were moving through the forest, it was like, no, 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 like, like the, the actual sound. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe, but. <laughs> Like it was the like, round castle that Louis lives in is, oh. is the gate. Isn't oh, it? oh my it looks god! Very different, yes. but yeah, it's the same kind of idea. <laughs> ah, the Jungle Book. <laughs> but the music of the Jungle Book is kind of like that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yes. You're on it now. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what I mean when I say Middle Eastern. It was mm. a bit. There was a lot of like sliding between notes and stuff, but I don't know if that. Uh, I don't know. I thought the Jungle Book music was more sort of haunting, whereas this was more just tension building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bolero was nice. Nice comparison. I though. generally thought it was it. At some point, oh. I was like, "Am I listening?" <laughs> Maybe. Why did they write Bolero? Or 
Nein, die ist wohl nicht. Weder da, dein Zwei, sondern Interesting stuff. Hm. Oh, excellent work. Oh, we sound so cultured. Yeah, we oh. do, don't we? Sounds fun, bad boy. Um, the medium was scary. Yeah, terrifying. Whether you believe her or not. Her? Yeah. Her? I thought it was a man. Oh, no, it was, it was a man's voice. You could tell because her eyebrows were drawn oh. here. But it was a man's voice. Yeah, she was, was channeling. Oh, was I scary. see. Was, I it was so see. clearly not her voice. Mm-hmm. I, I I, did have to think, hang on, is that a man? Mm. A couple of times. But no, I think it was... I that love how the, the wind blew oh, all her mm. stuff around and then mm. the big speech at the end, it was just her face covered by this veil. Um, yeah, it gave me a little chill, I have to mm. say. Pretty good. Um, this is now our second Akira Kurosawa film, the mm. first being Throne of Blood. Did you did you notice a few old friends? Oh, were there? Oh, there was a samurai. Uh, <laughs> there was a samurai, yeah. Uh, but the, there were several repeated actors. Oh, no, I Whoa. don't remember. I think the most obvious one being Tajimaru, I think, was Macbeth. <gasps> Whoa! The bandit. And again, had this sort of slight insanity to him. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed the insanity. It was a little bit yeah. Russell Brand, but it was good. <laughs> I love Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, good job. Um, he is also the insane <laughs> character in Seven Samurai. They, they were basically all in Seven Samurai. The woodcutter was sort of the main character Ooh. from Seven Samurai. Um, I'm not sure about the priest, certain, uh, the the guy who had captured the mm. bandit. He was one of the seven samurai. Cool. Um, and he seems to have just a bunch of actors that he works with every time. That's cool. Um, I think, yeah, most of them were, or at least several of them were in Macbeth as well, were, were in Throne of Blood. Uh, yeah, it's a sort of nice seeing them again and being like, oh, the, old, the old gang back together. <laughs> Um, did we like this one more, or did we like Throne of Blood more? I think, Hard to say. Claire, you chose both of them? No, you chose Throne of you Blood. You chose Throne uh, of Blood. Did I choose Throne yes. of Blood? Yeah, I think I, I chose Napoleon Dynamite that round. This was the very first round. All oh, right, I chose Leon then. Yeah, you chose Leon. Oh, yeah, I guess I did choose Throne of Blood. Oh, yes. anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted, be, uh, I wanted to see the Macbeth version. Yeah. Um... <sighs> I do have a reference. It is this one. I do like this one better. Okay. That's cool. Could you say why? Uh, I think I did as well. Because of the concept of truth and how you maybe cannot never know it. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I've lost Throne of Blood like a sieve. Okay. Mm. I remember it being striking. Yeah, okay. I didn't particularly enjoy it, I don't think. I'll re-listen to that episode and I'll let you know. Okay. Oh, uh, that was pre-recording. I'm that was that pre-recording. Was the first oh. four films we didn't didn't record. Lost forever then. Yeah. Oh, it was before my notebook as well. Oh, what was your first f- film in your notebook? Rocky. Uh, oh, that was then Scooby Doo. There's not actually that many in here. Hmm. Um, I think I've exhausted my notes for Rashomon. I just wanted to ask if anyone had seen Atonement as a contemporary comparison to this. I have, with you, of course. I think I have, yes. Yeah. I've seen most of it. I don't think mm. I've seen all of it, to be honest. The nature of truth. Yeah. Ooh. So there's a lot, and well... The Rashomon effect. Yeah. So there's an eyewitness account causes chaos, mm. and there's um, yeah, just different interpretations of the same scene. Um but I think we're led to believe in atonement that we find out the real story, where I think here it was very much that you were just... Mm. It didn't resolve it. Mm. And I think that like modern part of me that wants a resolution felt frustrated at the end of this. Mm. Okay. Whereas in atonement, there's like flashbacks or interviews at the end that tell you what the real mm. story was. I see. And I think this is, is maybe better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but that was all I had. Uh, cool. Atonement's well worth a watch for anyone who hasn't seen it. I will do. I've seen most of it. Okay. I do not even know what it is about. It's fantastic. Are we ready? Sorry. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, a final thumbs up or oh. thumbs down for the film? 
Thumbs up from Fernando. One Thumbs of up each. from me. You, the one of each. Also. Yeah, but you can say you can go well, down. You can do I this. know. Yeah, I was very much down when I started, but it, it is a well-made film. It is a okay, well-made. so we've got two, two half and half. And uh, two thumbs up. I think I'm coming around to it more after talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's, it's maybe like, it's, it's like maybe yeah, two it's o'clock. Yeah, it's it, it was good. It was well crafted. <laughs> up or it's down. It's going to be two o'clock. <laughs> well crafted. And, uh, yeah, two and so a half stars. I'd like to say... Of <laughs> <laughs> four. I'd like Point to say, five. as I said to Claire the other day, um, with our, uh, when we were watching it, uh, we were about ten minutes in, and I said, oh... Thank God for... I've missed Film Club. Because when would we ever have watched this? <laughs> I loved it. And it yeah, it's, um, we took a little break, but I'm glad we're back. Uh, we've seen a, a couple of couple of really interesting films. I'm also quite happy that we, we are back. <laughs> She's true! <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs>